You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We like talking about hymns. We like talking about music. <laughs> yes. And a great organization that's just been doing a fantastic job of raising up church musicians and musicians in general is David's Harp. Joining us today, the Reverend Nathan Sherrill's executive director of David's Harp. Pastor Sherrill, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Thanks so much, Andy. So it's been a little while. It's been a minute since we've had a chance <laughs> to chat about David's Harp. I think it goes back to last winter, February. Mm-hmm. How has David's Harp continued to grow since we last talked? We are feeling awfully busy these days, Andy and Sarah. <laughs> we've grown in a lot of different ways, but all of those ways are connected to our chief uh, mission of establishing musical resources and establishing centers of music in churches, schools, and missions of the LCMS. And we've been doing, we've been doing that and more. So uh, we've come out with some new resources since we've talked. We've we've been engaged with pastors, teachers, musicians, missionaries in the LCMS, helping to think through the establishment of some kind of center of music, whether they call it a music conservatory or a school of music, or whether they're just developing their musical programming and what we like to. When I visit with people like to talk about a greater mission emphasis or evangelistic emphasis. That's just happening all over. It's not just happening all over in the United States. It's happening in the foreign mission field as well. So there's, we've been saying there's not enough hours in the day, guys, for what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was able to talk with you just a little while ago for a Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast, and you were explaining all of these things that you were doing. What are some of those projects that you've been involved with in the last few months? So one thing, well, everything we're very excited about, but in the last few months, one thing that's really come to the top, I think we might we might save some time for our Hymns of the Season resource, Volume 4, called Life from Heaven. I really want to talk about that. But also, during this time, we've been doing a lot of communication with our Asia region, Charles Ferry, Sandra Ryan, Martin Dickey, and others that serve in our LCMS Asia region overseas missions. They, they're especially at the LCMS headquarters in Shai, Taiwan are gearing up for potentially establishing a music conservatory at the headquarters. So we're working closely with Charles Ferry, with Sandra Ryan and others to work through logistics and think through ways of doing that. And I think these conversations over the course of time have led to their more recent call extended to um, another music educator, Miss Becky Bartelt. She was teaching music at a Lutheran school in Lincoln, Nebraska. And so it was actually recently that here in Council Bluffs, we held a meeting with our David's Harp leadership and those three really music missionaries that serve in Asia, Dr. Martin Dickey, Deaconess Sandra Ryan, and now Becky Bartelt. And we had an extended weekend there where we met about the fundamentals behind the Parish-Based Music Conservatory, missions and music together, and how this could play out in the Asia region there in Shai. So that's just one example. It's just a phenomenal, exciting time where we're just having conversation after conversation with church workers 
as to how we can take this wonderful gift, God-given gift of music, and as a vehicle for the Word of God, and really extend the gospel in a very mission and evangelical way. That's one big example. And then lots of other conversations very similar to that are happening all over the country. In fact, that's where we end up saying we don't have enough time to do everything that's sort of starting to happen as calls are coming in and people are interested in having us come and visit about really establishing these centers of music. So it's an exciting time for us. What's the ideal context or the ideal setting to to launch a conservatory like that? What really needs to already be existing in a congregation in order to launch something like that? I'm just curious. I know this is even one of the questions in our list for today. <laughs> yeah. I just want to know. No, that's great. And I love this question because there are a lot, a lot, a lot of people come with preconceived ideas of, of how their context, this is a great idea, but our context won't work for that or whatever. And I try to encourage people to answer your question by saying, basically, yes, <laughs> you are ready for this, whether you know it or not, whether you think you are or not. But there are certainly some fundamentals that that are helpful. I usually say, if you have four walls and a roof somewhere, that's usually a good start, although it's not completely necessary. What I'm saying by that is trying to help people think through like church, school, mission site, as you might typically think of it in our church body. So when we think of our churches, well, here in the United States, most of our churches, there is a building and it's mostly dry. It's not dripping everywhere. (laughs) Probably there is an instrument. It may not be used excessively or Maybe uh, it's a wonderful musical environment. We in the LCMS, we have rural parishes or inner city parishes where maybe we don't even have any live music played in worship, spoken or it's recorded or something. And then we have other churches. The music is just phenomenal. Really, any of these places are pretty close to being able to get to the point where we have this very simple human interaction of one teacher or even mentor, and one student, and one space to be able to begin the task of teaching music, but through that music, sharing the Word of God. A lot of times, I think, we think of this in too refined of a way, like we think of a secular music conservatory, like whatever city you live in, philharmonic or symphony or school of music or music conservatory in that place. But this is really more about personal evangelism, personal teaching, one-on-one teaching, one-on-one mentoring. And when you get down to it, there are a lot of places that are ready to do this. It's more of a mindset thing. But certainly it is true, Andy, to your point, it's very helpful to have someone who knows music, someone who can teach music, an instrument through which to teach the music, and a student who's interested in learning. Those are really the fundamentals. But when you get those fundamentals together, you realize, wow, this can happen anywhere. And it's most, I think we and myself, I have grown, learned myself the most through this process when I have engaged with our overseas missionaries. And when you think of missions, and when you think of the mission context, you're not typically thinking of things that are 
overly established and you've got everything you need and the resources are just overflowing, but you're taking whatever you have and you're wanting to extend the gospel in whatever way you can. Well, we need to take that mindset, recapture that back here in the United States and say, look, every single place we have a church, we have a school, or we have a mission, we can indeed extend the gospel through music in that place in an intentional way. And suddenly now every single one of us can do this. Yeah, it's such a great thing to be able to kind of take a step back and simplify maybe a bad way to put it, but just to have this idea that a a church that wants to do it can probably figure out a way to do it. That's really cool. Let's talk about, before we run out of time, let's talk about new resources. What are some of the new things that resources that David's Harp has? Well, I think since we talked last, Sarah, Kenneth Koshi has helped us come out with a volume called Leading the Church's Song, a guide for beginning organists. So we recognize in many of our conservatories across our church, we, we need simplification of musical resources and op- options for people who are either beginners or people who are somewhat musical or have played, say, piano in the past, but now they're the primary musician in their church and they just need they need some resources, they need some help. So that's what this volume is for, is really to help any beginner, whether it's child or adult, sort of understand the organ and understand complement in the church and what leadership from the piano bench or the organ bench might look like. Another resource that has come out is that we are so excited to bring out is our Lutheran Liturgies Volume 1. We have brought out the first simplified, broken down into two two different levels, a liturgy volume that is Divine Service 3 and Matins. And this is especially wonderful for day schools, homeschool settings, midweek programs, home devotions, whatever uh, the case may be, where you are having especially your students, your fourth graders and sixth graders and others actually being those who are accompanying the liturgy. This is so wonderful for matins at the day school, at the classical school, whatever the case may be. I love personally to promote daily chapel. And if you're having daily or at least weekly, once a week chapel, you can begin identifying different students who will be the leaders of chapel musically. So it doesn't have to be the organist or the director of music, but more the director of music's job or the music teacher's job to develop and cultivate those students to accompany within the school. We have a, our first guitar volume is out, Hymns of the Season Volume 1 for guitar. That's very exciting. And the newest resource that I'm really at this moment most excited to talk about is our Hymns of the Season Volume 4. It's called Life from Heaven. And this time we have really taken a sanctity of human life or a pro-life sort of theme in this volume, especially through the images that have been created. And I just want to tell you guys, I am so, so excited uh, about this volume and its images. And I think the missional and evangelical angle with this is just wonderful. 
What I love about the Hymns of the Season series, the piano books, are that it's there are arrangements for varying levels of mm-hmm. piano skill. So it's actually been something we've been looking at and using. We've only have we only have book one so far in our house, and we've been working through just one piece in that so far. But it's fantastic. I like how it approaches different levels. Does book four do that as well? Yes, absolutely. All of the Hymns of the Season volumes, Andy have this graded approach. And this graded approach was something that I envisioned, it's been many years ago now, as I was trying to help cultivate a better understanding of the hymnody within our church, especially with the youth. So we had established a hymns of the season approach within our congregation, teaching a given hymn uh, throughout the entire season, whatever given season that would have been Each week we were together, and I just wanted to reinforce that hymn training. And so as we start, we established a music conservatory. It was for years a goal of mine to develop a musical book that would take those hymns that we were teaching, like the text to, of course, and to teach the congregation to sing, now to give the same hymns to the students as they were in the studios, the music studios. So the Hymns of the Season volumes produced by David's Harp, every single one of those will be a great, will be a, done in a graded fashion so that parallels the studio education that the students would already be getting. So when you go to your piano lesson, for example, or violin lesson, a lot of times you will start with a book that would be called like a primer book, and then you might have level one, two, three, four, and so on. And so our, the grades, if you will, begin at a level one. So if you've had a little bit of piano teaching or education as a student, you may only be six, seven, eight years old. You can open, as you're indicating, Andy, you can open our books and you can find a hymn that you may have sung at church. You can now open that same hymn and play it as a six-year-old at home and just really enjoy that and further love that. And so that was a goal years ago, and it's come to fruition. And now we're at our fourth book. Six, seven, 47, somewhere in there. That's fine. That's fine. Any yeah. age. That's right. <laughs> Pastor Cheryl, where can we find more information about David's Harp and the great resources you've been mentioning? Yeah, so you can find us online at davidsharpmusic.org, davidsharpmusic.org. You can also find us at our David's Harp Facebook page. And uh, as I said, these are all church workers who are busy about being pastors or uh, church musicians or deaconesses or whatever that are behind the scenes working through David's harp. So if something's not up as fast as you want it to be, have mercy on us. We're trying our best, but this is certainly a labor of love by everybody involved at David's harp. And we just are so happy to bring all of these resources to the church. We're grateful for these resources. Thank you and the great team you're working with for all these great resources. Our guest today, the Reverend Nathan Sherrill, Executive Director of David's Harp. Thanks so much for being our guest on The Coffee Hour. Thanks for having me, Andy. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.
The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.